0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at babble.com slash BlueWire, spelled dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world.
2: George's
1: box. Welcome back to George's box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And it's a, I think I still think it's a good day to be a Yankee fan. Uh, I'll tell you what. It's, we're recording this. It is 93 degrees. It's a good day to be a pool opener. I've been in it twice already today. My hair is currently wet.
3: So, I mean, beat the heat. Now, you own your pool. I live in an HOA community where I do not own the pool, and I thought it was going to be open today. I went over during lunch, and it was locked. Wait, what so- does that even mean? How, how does it? how do you how's it closed do they need like a lifeguard or something yeah yeah so they just if there's no lifeguard they just lock the gate basically i
1: oh, there's probably a bunch of people yeah. like nobody wants to work or That's maybe it's when it hits like school being closed then it's like high school lifeguards
3: maybe i mean it was open all weekend which i'll take and i don't have to do any maintenance to it or put any money into it which is cool i guess other than the hoa fee that i pay every month but other than that you know i don't have to do anything
1: yeah i mean i gotta i gotta do maintenance but yeah i mean i've been in it twice it was like oh call in you know the worst thing that people say in this like post-covid world of like well we will give you some time back because it's all shit. zooms but like now like i'll take that time because i keep a bathing suit by the back door and
3: i'm just i'm out there me and jamie like we were always like well we would never want to be responsible for a pool and then we moved into an apartment complex that had an indoor pool and we're like oh this is cool and now we live in an HOA community with an outdoor pool and now after these two pools like I don't know if I could ever go back like if we move again if I could go back to not having one
1: no it's like it's impossible to do to like have a pool and then go to no pool access like I mean it's great like on days that I don't really want to work
3: out like I'll just go tread water for 20-30 minutes and that's a workout and, it, and it's way more fun Way more fun than actually working out. Did you so over the weekend? Were you like projector, projector outside with the pool? Did you like have it on your phone because I know you were you were lounging a lot outside. How, what did you do about the games? Um. So on
1: Saturday we I uh, we had like my in laws over. So I'm just I'm following updates. Gotcha. Okay. Otherwise, like yeah, like I'll throw on the. What I'll do a lot of times is I try to be around for, like, the beginning of a game. And if it's getting out of hand one way or another, I don't need to bring that with me to the pool. But if it's, like, a close one, maybe I'll, like... I I will throw on the radio feed if I need to. I don't like to have to do that because... Who knows if it's a home run or if it's a ground out to second with
3: John Sterling making a call. He got me on Sunday. I think it was Matt Carpenter where he thought it was going to be fair and I guess it ended up being a foul yeah. ball and it would have tied the game. He he totally got me. I was lounging a bit, bit Sunday. But the end of that series, man, really, really frustrated me. It's one of those classic things. It's like w- going into the series, you're like I'll sign up for a split, shorthanded in the chop. Then you win the first two and you have Cole and Severino going back to back. To me, you have to win that series. You have to take three out of four. I was pretty disappointed walking out of there with a split. I know that's kind of divided though.
1: Yeah, I mean, no, I totally agree because we had said last week, let's let's sweep the Orioles, and then went out and lost the first one. But hey, we won the series, so that's you know, that's good. You take a series win. And we would have settled for the split because, like you said, we're short guys, it's early in the season. Let's just kind of, you know, we're not in a prevent defense yet in terms of the standings, but let's eat up some clock on the calendar. So it's, you know, it's an in-between. Um, but yeah, once you get the first two, it's like, you know, we could be up six games instead of five if we just held on to one more.
3: It's frustrating. And to be honest, the the how good the starting pitching has been, it's kind of overshadowed how shitty the bullpen's been recently. I, I You might not believe this. The bullpen has a 6.67 ERA. Since May 18th, I know that's only like two weeks, but but that is scary. And they, I think they had a two point four seven from opening day to May 18th. It's like a flip has been switched and the bullpen just sucks now.
1: Well, I think it goes back to I talked about early in the season. There were a lot of games that every pitch mattered and that away on you. And then you get, you know, it, it. I think it can kind of unravel fast when the guy who's supposed to be the anchor is Chapman. And he starts to unravel. You know, it's not that different than, you know, if you, you're playing flip cup, best of seven, your anchor <laughs> just can't get it done a couple times. Then other people are like, well, I got to cover
3: for this later. I got to make up time. You throw everyone off. Definition of a chain reaction. Oh, yeah and then green is supposed to be the veteran stalwart the you know the reliable guy the guy that's in there all the time and now and now he's gone he was such a calming presence and you know they talk about i guess quality starts is 6 innings 3 runs to me a money start is 6 innings 2 runs like if your pitcher goes 6 innings and lets up 2 runs or less you should win that game every time easy yes and we got 4 of those in a row in Tampa and only won 2 of them like that's why it's tough
1: yeah i mean we um Yeah, I mean, we've blown some, like, opportunities. And, you know, we did play, was 23 games in 22 days. So there were some other starts. I mean, last week we talked about, uh, you know, the White Sox series, getting seven-inning starts out of guys, not giving up any earned runs, giving up one earned run, whatever, and and losing the game. So, you know, we're not playing our best baseball. We're staying in first place. And it's, uh, I mean, it's a long season. And you don't wanna in the middle of May, well now the end of May be saying like, well, once we get a couple guys back, that changes it. But that, you know, we know where we know where we are. We know that we need some arms back in the bullpen. We know we need Stanton back. Um we know that we need to get Hicks going. You know, we're yeah. going
3: out of here, going to the moon. Yeah, <laughs> one or the other. Some of this the
1: the trade rumors and stuff are hilarious yeah. like we're packaging up hicks and like two other guys and we're gonna get bryce harper year three of his contract at a discount
3: it's like for years how it was like anytime a good player became available it was like oh we'll just give him and do and clint frazier like that was everybody's mock trade proposal and that's why i never do those because i know i'm too stupid and not smart enough to actually come up with trades that will actually happen that is such a time waste people that do that these hypothetical trades man
1: well i think there are some people who come up with like real hypothetical trades um like i think when i talked about trading judge to the padres two years ago and it was like oh well we can get pitching and and here's a shortstop prospect and all the things that we're going to need not necessarily exactly but like that seemed like a possible one where there's value on both sides versus the phillies have lost a couple games so year three in a 13-year contract, instead of firing Joe Girardi, they'll trade Bryce Harper.
3: (laughs) And, you know, he can't even play the field right now. Yeah. So, no, that's not happening. It's weird on a team. with Like, we have so many big-name outfielders. Stan, Judge, Gallo. I know he's not good, but he's a name. But outfield is a need. I mean, they need a center fielder. Playing Judge in center field on the turf every night is just not sustainable, man.
1: No, I mean, we have, like, at times, At times we have like an embarrassment of riches and at the same time we'll be absolutely broke in terms of like what we have, you know, in either on the roster or like in our organization as a whole, like we've had a billion starting pitchers and none of them have worked.
3: No, and I think, you know, Cashman probably went into the season thinking, all right, between Gallo and Hicks, one of them will be decent. Like it's, you know, 50-50 shot. And and it's just been a hard So Gallo. So
1: he thought Gallo would be decent because nobody thought Hicks was going to be good. That's true. (laughs)
3: That's true. Like I think a couple people heard him
1: on R2 C two and were like, I don't know. He said like, bring a little fuck
3: you. So he's probably gonna be 30 30. He's got a 758 OPS from the right side, which is actually above average, but he has a 501 OPS on the left side. I'm telling you, just bag switch hitting and give it a shot. You it, you can't be any worse, dude. Cannot be any worse.
1: I mean, you're going to get no argument from me. Like, yeah, let's – I mean, something has to change. You can't just have this
3: guy out here batting 200. With no power. Yeah. I mean I haven't seen him hit a ball to the warning track even in the – like he, the power has completely disappeared, which you probably remember Teixeira. He fucked up his wrist. I think it was like 2013 and it took him like two years to get his power back. Like those wrist injuries really saps I guess what little power he had. I mean yeah, you're getting a combined nothing from, from him and Gallo. You have to think they're going to target some sort of outfielder. And who knows with Stanton with this latest foot injury, like are they even going to play him in the outfield when he gets back? That's a giant question mark to me. Yeah, so I mean – is it foot? I thought it was calf. So it no, it was. This is and they they snuck this in. So it turned out no problem with the calf. MRI was clean. They called it ankle soreness. So I, I don't even know ankle swelling. Maybe I don't even know either what that way is. down there from the knee
1: down. That's this is a 2022 all year problem, probably. Like he's not, he's not going to come back. I saw someone on Reddit say like he'll be he'll be activated on Wednesday or whatever or. Thursday, whenever he's – um,
3: They are speculating available. that he's only going to take the 10 days.
1: I, I just don't see And that, that would be great. We're going to get then 10 days, probably him back as a DH. But if you're going to bring him back in 10 days, he's got to be able to play the field in 12. You know, like otherwise don't bring – otherwise hold him out 15 days and bring him back when he can do that. If because he's it's gonna so be key to. for him.
3: And with Stan, I don't want to waste bullets. I know he's not a pitcher, but I don't want to waste at-bats or any wear and tear in minor league – rehab assignments like let him just find his timing here to me that's a complete waste yeah yeah you've always been when
1: it comes to the stars if it's not a lengthy you know if it's just a 10 days and come back and play
3: yeah I just I mean they, they have their timing this guy's been playing baseball his whole life he can get his timing back up here and again it's just wasted bullets I think it was 2019 when he got hit on the knee in a in a rehab game and he missed like an extra month because those pitchers are more wild you're more likely to get hit down there by pitch so yeah to me especially on a 10-day little you know hiatus like this it it doesn't make sense but yeah I'm interested to see because he is so much better at the plate when they let him play the field twice a week to see how conservative and how cautious they're going to be with him in the field I'm sure they don't even know yet
1: no I mean I hope they have some kind of plan but we haven't seen a lot of plans out of these guys over time
3: but hey this year it's been you know a little different yeah no and he's been he's been good in the field too defensively two guys that have been a little down recently, DJ and Rizzo. I, I think they're slumping slash injury with DJ. It, it, you know, it puts, it pushes Gallo and Hicks into the spotlight a little more and we start ragging on them. But, but DJ and Rizzo to me, that they, they really have to pick it up.
1: Yeah. I mean, Rizzo, he had a, he had a home run the other day. And I remember just trying to like convince myself like, Oh shit. Like this is it. He's going to heat up. Cause he had that. I don't know enough about Anthony Rizzo. As a player, like, you know, I haven't watched him for years where, like, if Gary went on the IL, we knew when he came back, he's going to hit five home runs in the next eight games. And then it probably do nothing after that, but he's going to at least do that. Rizzo was so hot at the beginning of the year that now that it's like slumped, it's, you know, the defense is still great. He's, you know, he's gotten some hits for us, but we're not seeing that same
3: power. Like, does that come back? I don't know. I don't know enough about him. It's been the same thing like with the bullpen, like incredible first five, six weeks of the season. And then he's basically sucked for the past two, three weeks. And and it's kind of similar kind of thing with DJ. He was hitting 300 earlier and and then he had, you know, he had his own little wrist thing and he's, his numbers are way down. I think he's hitting in like the 250. So those two guys to me are the key because I don't want to have to rely on Gallo or Hicks to do anything. And if our top four or five guys are producing, we don't have to rely on them. But when you have all these guys – and I'll throw IKF in there. He's – I think his OBP is under 300 uh not doing a whole lot offensively either. So I just – one of one or two of these guys has to pick it up end of the day.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I think in general, the difference between previous years and this year so far for this team, it doesn't come down to health for me or anything like that. It's, they're just playing better. Like sometimes – like they've just played better. Um, you know, you look at Glaber since we talked about Barry, he's just playing better. And I'm sure you could, you could get into it. And I've talked about like, Hey, they're whiffing less at, at pitches. So you put the ball in the play, letting some of these bad teams make their own mistakes. And that's fine. But, you know, I, I also believe that, you know, guys still have to continue to find ways to play better.
3: Oh, they do. And the pitching – that's the other thing about the pitching. It's making up for and it's masking a lot of these guys not producing. When you're getting seven innings, one run every day for a week, you you might not notice that IFK has been slumping hard and some of these guys. Although Glaber, nine homers in 42 games this year. He hit nine homers in 127 games last year. So the power is back, we can say. I mean he's hit those nine home runs and what you said was 42 games. He's really done it in like 30
1: like he you know the beginning of the season he was really lost, and he had like yep. one home run for a while that walk
3: off got him going on on Mother's Day, I think he had that walk off homer, yeah, the doubleheader, and that really got him going, so the power's back He still he looks better, but then I look at the screen and he's hitting two twenty nine i I just I can't figure out if he's back or not, it's like really messing with my head,
1: yeah, I mean well, because it's you know it's the the sum of all the parts is where you're getting the batting average um but you know, hey, he and he's looked a little more comfortable in the field. It has been as atrocious, um, but you know he's filling a hole because we're we're you know we're not we're not getting a lot of DJ either. No, and, no. You know, these are all, and
3: Donaldson's out.
1: Yeah, I mean we've got a a lot of guys out. Like Miguel and Duhar is getting meaningful playing time, which I think at the beginning of the season, if you told me, I mean we're in fourth place.
3: Yeah, I know. You think it's a disaster. He's looked really good in left, though. I got to say, I think the metrics kind of back that up that he's been about average in the field, which for him is incredible. I, I uh,
1: Defensively, especially on the defensive side, like that's all we're looking for is average. Not everybody's going to be a gold glover. Not everybody's going to be an all-star. He has a plus bat if he can just be an average player in the field because then there's also the like I- – I talk a lot about it, but like the mental side of it that, well, if he – can just stay – you know, if he's not embarrassing himself in the field, he won't be distracted at the plate.
3: No, and to me, he's a guy like you can't just play him twice a week. Like He's a guy that clearly needs to be in a rhythm and needs to play every day in order to hit, and when guys are out, that's fine. I don't think he's ever going to be able to be like some sort of utility guy that can just play one or two games a week and produce. I feel like he's either got to play six days a week or he's got to be in AAA. There doesn't seem to be a big in-between with him. Yeah, I mean it's – I don't know what the piece is,
1: and we're still far from the trade deadline. But if like if Gallo were to come back and produce like kind of at all, I mean, well, there's nothing. We're not going to get rid of Gallo because he also has no trade value because he's in a walk year. We
3: gave up a lot for him. That's the other thing that nobody really like. We gave up some decent prospects. One of the him.
1: prospects just got uh, called up for him.
3: Yeah. Oh, the on the Rangers. Yeah. And another guy is, like, in their rotation, been a rotation stalwart for the Rangers all year. And remember, they gave up more prospects because we didn't want to go over the luxury tax. Yeah. So we, we basically paid that money in Albert prospects. Abreu got released, too. I, I liked him a little bit.
1: He got released by them um, to for this other guy to get called up. Yeah, I mean, I just think, like, if you can – if he can come back and just at least show that he's healthy – What's happened with Andrew is like he may have some trade value. Cause like And is not going to be our left fielder next year. No. I don't, I don't think th- he has much of a long term. I, I don't injury. think there's a market for Hicks. Um yes. <laughs> you know. No Wait. I think Hicks is I mean, Hicks is probably our left fielder next year.
3: No, I, it, you gotta cut him. At you least going cut him. into camp. I don't think they're gonna cut him with three years left, four years left. I'm calling the Phillies. I'm calling Dave Dombrowski, and I'm saying, give me a single-A lottery ticket pitcher prospect, and you can have Aaron Hicks. They, like, don't have a center fielder on their roster. Reunite him with Joe and Dee and whoever the fuck else they still have. The rest there. Of Nick Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> Did you – I think you tweeted this. He had a blown save yeah, the other night. just and like-
1: fucking – just seeing Phillies fans just be like, who puts Nick Nelson in here? I'm like, welcome to the fucking experience, guys. Welcome to the experience. And then, like – my father-in-law follows the Phillies, my brother-in-law a little bit, my other brother-in-law a fair amount. Um, and so people were over here and he was like, man, the Phillies the other night. And I was like, yeah, because you just got doughy face blondes in your bullpen. That's what's going to happen.
3: <laughs> they were talking too about like how they they saw his face like when he came in and they knew right there that he wasn't going to be able to handle the moment. And it was just the most relatable, relatable thing ever because that's how I felt every time he took the mound for us. Yeah. So, but so what I'm saying with Andujar is like,
1: you know, I don't know what our bullpen looks like, and I I'm telling you right now, I don't know what his stats are for the season. But like, I don't know if the Cubs are looking to get rid of David Robertson, and we need—he already knows directions to the stadium. Number one qualification, yeah. Um, you know, like that's something where you could see, like, hey, they'll get a couple years out of him. We can get a guy on an expiring contract that will like provide value going into a playoff hunt i think there it might be something like that i just picked that name but you know it could be someone else who i'm not thinking of yet
3: and he's but yeah Andrew Harsey, 26 27 he's got some years of control he's got some upside he's got pop like that's a guy that teams would actually maybe want as opposed to some of these proposals that we throw out there that clearly aren't happening like you'd see those proposals when he was like injured out for the year but now he actually has some values plus
1: if you trade him to like the cubs then he's back with clint then you package those two up <laughs> and you get mike trout now mike trout's a cub simple
3: very simple we're gonna see him tonight yeah know, tani you excited to see those guys do you like do you get excited seeing stars on other teams like when we play them
1: yeah um like i used to get excited like when barry bonds came to town yeah because yeah. it's like you know you're gonna see a freak show um mike trout is a guy i get excited about otani if he's gonna pitch and hit because just so rare now do we see otani in this series i think he pitches thursday against tyone i believe thursday okay night. so like that's something you know i, I like to see there aren't many guys who like do it. Like I've said for a long time that like A-Rod was the last superstar in baseball. Like there used to be fucking Frank Thomas was coming to town, you know, guys like that. Now I'm older. So it was like, these guys were huge when I was a kid, but there were always these guys who were in the race to like, maybe break the home run record, Griffey bonds, Frank Thomas. So when those guys were coming to town, you hope you win all the games, but like, I don't know, maybe he goes up her deck one time just so you see it.
3: Yeah, no, and I remember doing that with the, like, with the place 2 growing up just because I lived closer to there and like, oh, the Cardinals are coming, I want to see Pujols or the Mariners are coming, exactly. I want to see each row. But I think when you get older, it's just less, there's less of that than when you're a kid.
1: Yeah, like, I'm less impressed by them. But yeah, like, when Pujols came to town, especially it's like, now, you know, you'll see every player every other year, but... You know, when it was like the rare like, oh, we're playing the NL Central and there happened to come here like that's cool. You know, I'm going to see pool this year um, or, you know, just random to, oh, the Brewers are coming to town. I'm going to see Prince Fielder, you know, just someone you don't regularly get to see who's not fucking David Ortiz
3: who might hit some home runs. Uh, I hate, hated seeing him and I think we face – I think tonight is Cindergard. So there's a lot of interesting storylines I think in this series. My – one of the
1: most – fun for me has been that Tyler Wade is a Yankee right and they have an and it an was was a Yankee is now an angel and the year that he went there I kind of was just like how long is this guy even gonna last on the roster he's still there um because he went up and down for us a lot but I think he's just you know been on the roster but then they also have Taylor Ward so it's like the year they get Taylor Tyler Wade. So every once in a while, I'll see something on like the ticker or something on Twitter, real quick, of like Taylor Ward home run, and I'm just like Tyler Wade?
3: No, oh okay, other guy, other guy. I'm like, no way. <laughs> it is, and dude, Velasquez is—I think he's not number one in in total WAR, but he's he's number one in defensive WAR, and he's having a pretty solid year for them. He's the sh- starting shortstop, yeah. and it's like, man, we were looking for a defensive shortstop with IK. if We had this guy had this guy right here and you know he's having a great year out there in Anaheim.
1: Yeah, I mean maybe he would have been great for us, you know, if we kept him, but I'm I'm still happy with the IKF move. You're an IKF guy. I feel like
3: you. You're a big fan of his. I
1: think he checks a lot of the boxes. I, so uh, cuz I'm a person who understands that you can't have an all-star at every position. It's just not possible right now. Um and if you're and you can't have a 300 million dollar contract at every position
3: not a lot of people understand that <laughs> and there's like 40 roster 40 man roster spots to
1: only 40 roster spots you can only have 26 like i've said i tweeted earlier this year like and now you know people are still as there's been like injuries like oh do they call gardner and like what on fucking june 1st <laughs> like what are you talking about here and it's just like yankee fans will only be happy if they expand the roster so that they can have the twenty six guys they like, and then
3: twenty six guys who can play, <laughs> it is weird that like we're still seeing the Gardner articles. Like I thought that would end around opening day, and it, yeah, like you said, tomorrow's going to be June, and we're still seeing though. Could the Yankees call him up? Like there were people when the, it
1: came out that he turned down a six million dollar contract with Toronto. I saw people tweeting like, "Can you believe the Yankees? You know, didn't pick him up with other teams offering that?" And I'm just like, "Can you believe this dumb fuck?"
3: Said no to $6 million. He probably just didn't want to – I can't see him spending a day in Canada. Can you?
1: Yeah, dude. He's
3: he's white. He's kind of a hick. Canada would probably be perfect for you him. You think? Super southern. Isn't Canada pretty pretty liberal? I just can't see him up there, man. I really can't see it. Yeah, but I mean like
1: the politics of a place are tough to even factor in when you're talking about a sport that is so diverse. I mean, there's
3: a fair amount of racism in baseball, you know, as we know. But That's true. I guess I just hear a lot about like, oh, the Blue Jays are going to have to offer more because this free agent doesn't want to move and live in Canada. Like, I just think it's kind of a deterrent. Oh, for. A lot I of say guys. all the time
1: when I see and I get it because, you know, some people start in really bad situations. But it's just like you imagine growing up in the Dominican Republic and being like, I just want to make it to the major leagues. And it's like, I'm
3: not even in America. I'm in a different country. It's got to be a little bit of a – it's got to be a little bit of a letdown. I think – yeah, we go to – so we go to Toronto next in mid-June. Dude, this schedule, I know we've been talking about it. So we got three with the Angels, three with the Tigers. And then after that, it's Twins, Cubs, Rays, Jays, Rays, Astros. So that – basically we have 13 games in a row that are just Rays, Blue Jays, and Astros. And the Angels are like sneaky decent this year. I mean, yeah, they're, yeah, They're above 500. Um,
1: but you know, you try to – if you can get two out of three here – sweep Toronto that'll make you feel nice
3: that that, no that'd be awesome and we are going we're going Saturday on the 11th against the Cubs I'm going Friday it's it's judge bobblehead night how much do you think I could sell if I get my hands on one and some dad you know missed out on one is there with his kid how much do you think I could get for one
1: you it depends like how you want to look you could get an easy 20 bucks you know like no
3: I think no questions asked 20 bucks you can maybe get a no questions asked 50. See, I think I'm willing to trade it for like whatever a tall boy costs. Like I'd rather have an extra free beer than a bobble. Well, as I'm saying, I think – because
1: are you going to go – who are you going
3: with? Who am I going with? Oh, uh kid I went to – kid in my pledge class that I went to college with him, meeting him there. All right. So
1: there's two of you. I think you get two beers. Like if it was Jamie, you know, it would be two – like if there's two of you. Yeah. You get
3: whatever the value of like two beers. Because so I say, think like, I'm going to get in there to get one, but I don't have any interest in like carrying it around and, and bringing it home. So that's why I'm thinking, go grab it and then sell it to some somebody who's going to give me twenty bucks.
1: Dude, you could straight like someone may approach you. Do you know where you're sitting?
3: Two thirty three, two thirty four, something like that. So I that, down the left field line. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you just wait till like fourth, fifth inning.
1: Beer guys coming through. Beer here, ice cold beer. And you pop up and go. Someone buys me two beers; they can have this. Oh, uh, yeah. Done. You're not even exchanging money. Right. Some dad will pop up, or someone who think they could resell it, because there's also the like, you know, time commitment that you have to factor in, and part of that time commitment is carrying that thing around that right. you're not willing to do. But someone who's like, yeah, I'm willing to carry this around, and then if it, it, you know whatever, I'll sell this on eBay. Or give it to my kid, whatever the case may be. Just boom. Anyone buys me two beers. This is yours.
3: Someone will do it. That's my, no, that's my plan. That's exactly my plan. Cause I do think there are enough people there, especially cause he's the most popular player. Like, yeah. I don't think this would work for like DJ bobblehead night or whatever, but no. I think for judge bobblehead night, I think, I think I got a shot here. I think saying when you don't have to negotiate a price and you just say two beers, that's easy. Completely cashless,
1: completely cashless. No doubter. Like, if I heard someone do that, I may fucking take them up on it, get the bobblehead. And then an inning later, three
3: beers gets this. I'll resell it right in front of you. And it's, it's only the first 18,000. So that's a little bit less than half of the total seat. So you would think there's going to be, there's going to be some demand for it.
1: I think there'll be a little extra, a little extra in the audience because it's after Memorial Day weekend. So, you know, people who had big plans last weekend. Hey, this is, you know, a different thing to do if, you know, you only had a beach house or whatever. Um, and it's a Friday night. Yeah. I think you get two beers. I think if you're going to do this, if you can think about it in advance, like you see the beer guy coming, if you could get your buddy to just like start videoing,
3: you do that. <laughs> I think that's what people want to see. No, I can, I can ask him. Yeah. No, ex- uh, excited for that. And then, yeah, Cubs. Cubs next weekend, you got your hotel? Yep. I'm booked. That, that'll, that'll be a good one. And, dude, we got the – at Twins, that's a sneaky – I'm looking at that right after the Tigers. That's a sneaky tough series now that they have Correa now. We're going to see our old friends. Is Correa Harry healthy? I mean, they're so, a first-place team. He, he just tested positive for COVID, but I would think by the time, you know, a week and a half, he'll be playing
1: again. Yeah, I mean, there'll be storylines around, like – Listen, here's the – if Gary gets fucking two hits, it'll be like the Gary revenge game. Um, yeah, I mean, they're a first-place team. So, you know, you're they're 10 games above 500. They're – you know, we only have three more wins than them. So, that should be a good series, um, it, you know. And then, you know, having the Cubs come to town is fun. So, here's the thing. We're going on the 11th. And there – and it is – and I'm not going to be inside before the first pitch, obviously. Um, cause I'm going to, I'm going to boozy brunch at like 130 I'm going to be fucking wrecked. Um, first 5,000 guests, 14 and younger get the Yankees arm sleeve. I kind of want that. I'm going to try to buy it off a kid. It does sound kind of cool.
3: Like I hey, have why no, were they giving that out when I was a kid? Like that would have been perfect. They gave out bean, beanie babies and shit that I didn't want. Like, I feel like they've also, for the things that they give away, they've made the sponsor
1: logo smaller. Yes. Like, it used to be, like, oh, get a Yankee hat, and, like, half the hat said Hess on it. Yes, I was always Hess. Like, it was a Hess hat presented by the <laughs> Yankees.
3: The gifts have gotten better. They're doing Nestor. They're doing Nestor t-shirt night. I think they're trying to make it more, like, shit that people would actually want. Yeah, the Nestor t-shirt night's, like,
1: taking money right out of, like, roto wear and John Boy's, like, pockets.
3: Right, right. Oh, yeah, because they, the, um, they make the Super Mario yeah, shirt with, with him, like, like – him throwing, the, him throwing the fireball. He still hasn't, dude. He's still, people are still waiting for that other shoe to drop. I, I don't think it's dropping, man. I think it's hope it Sinester. doesn't. You know, but like,
1: listen, hey, maybe we're seeing the beginning of a great career and he's going to sign a, you know, $150 million extension in three years when he's eligible.
3: But, and the, yeah, you yeah, have the people like, extend Nestor. It's like, no, we're getting him fucking for free yeah, right now. Do you do not understand right how, right how saying, economics yeah. work.
1: As a judge hits a home run, they're like, give him more money. What? Like, listen, I want Aaron Judge to win the MVP, win the ALCS MVP, win the World Series, win the World Series MVP. And then he could tear his ACL celebrating for all I give a shit. (laughs) I want him to go get a nice contract. You know, I'd love for him to stay with us for the reasonable amount. But, you know, he's putting up monster numbers. Like, there is no... Doubt about it, MVP candidate. Hope it happens. But we're, uh, I think we're far off. Like, people, everyone, we're extending everyone who
3: gets a base hit. Do you think it's like a coincidence that he's taking it to another level in a contract year? Like, are, he doesn't seem like a guy that's, you know, would on paper is super money motivated, but it, it clearly seems like he's more locked in and, and more focused in a contract year.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I think he, I think it's a combination of things. I don't know how much you can, in a game like baseball, be like, I'm locked in, like I'm in, in the zone. Like I think in basketball, you could be feeling it and like you can one on one start taking guys down, right? You have a lot more control. The ball's in your hands with what you do. Yep. Um, even in football, like if you're a running back, you can, um, you know, if you're running back, you're seeing holes better, things like that. Wide receiver, you can get open. Baseball, I think it's just baseball is just so hard. You're hitting a round ball with a round bat squarely, while the other guy's throwing it with movement that we couldn't even fathom. Um, I think he has probably seen the injuries, seen a lot of the chatter about the injuries. Uh, probably really dedicated himself to, like, being ready and his body and whatever it is. Like, we didn't hear a whole thing about best shape of my life or he changed his diet or da-da-da-da-da. But clearly doing something. I think the training staff, you know, has fully taken effect. Um, And I think he has gotten some – I've seen, like, some videos of him from the offseason where, like, he was working with, like, a hitting coach who gets him to, like, attack the ball more. And it's, like, different than what other people are doing. So, you know, I think he – I think he knew what he was doing. I just don't think it's like you hit a switch and, and it's there.
3: Yeah, I don't either. But I also wonder if, if if it being a contract year, is he playing through, you know, a minor calf strain that maybe he you know he immediately went out like in 2020 he had all those little minor injuries. Like if it's a contract year, does he not say anything because he knows every game he misses due to injury, they could knock money off. I, I wonder about that.
1: Well, I mean I think he's shown in other years that he'll not say anything sometimes <laughs> this an injury. But, yeah, I think so. I, I think very much so. That is um exactly what's going on. Like, if there's any little, like, nag, he's like, fuck it. Just put me out there. Because once you get the contract, you know, then who cares what happens to you after that? Not that I think he's trying to, you know, deceive any team or anything, but that's, you know, realistic.
3: I also think people are getting a little bit of ahead of themselves with the whole oh how you know how misjudges or whatever whatever we're still only a quarter of the way through the season if he blows out a quad in mid July you know the price is going right back down so I don't think the Yankees have lost this quote unquote battle yet. I mean
1: they're paying him at a, at most twenty one million dollars to do what he's doing now. I they're winning that battle. When is that
3: the arbitration hearing? it's June, it's like, right?
1: I thought yeah like June or July. He's the last one. he's the very last one in the whole league. It's going to be
3: tough for the Yankees to go in there with the year that he's having and argue the the 17 instead of the 21 like that, that's going to be tough for the, them to this
1: win. season doesn't matter.
3: yeah, I guess technically not, but the I'm sure who the arbiter knows what kind of year he's having. I know well, there's three so- arbiters there's three arbiters there's one
1: the league picked one the team picked or the league maybe yeah, I think the league. With you know, the team okaying it, the Players Association, and had a mutual one that they agreed on. And um, I mean part of being an arbitrator is being able to that's objectively true. do that and ignore it. You know That's why we don't do it. We don't have that skill set.
3: I could never do it. I think that's going to be contentious one. Like you remember the Dellen one that got out of control with Randy Levine. Like Judge clearly has a chip on his shoulder right now and is pissed at Yankee management, I think that could be pretty contentious. I think we'll get a couple of days of news out of that for sure. They can still buy it out, though, right?
1: They could, yeah. Like, I think, you know, hey, listen, it gets a week before. Like, fuck it. Here's the 21. Like, let's not, you know, hey, we're in first place. Let's not get hung up about this. You could see that, couldn't you? Yeah. It's just like it's a smart thing to do. You're not losing anything. It doesn't impact next year. Just as long as, you know, and and I don't think we put ourselves in a position where, yeah, the luxury tax doesn't matter.
2: Are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
3: One thing happened today that I never thought I would see, and that's Derek Jeter has a Twitter account. Yeah. Never thought I'd see it, and never Instagram. in a million years. He's on Instagram weird. too. It's weird that he did it both in one day. It, it's so Derek. They're like I'm just gonna jump in and and do this all the way. It's
1: not. I don't think Derek Jeter has ever seen the Twitter app or website. No, because the first thing he put out a video today where he was reading like Yankee fan tweets like throughout the years. Uh, Mike Guizala. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce the last name, but Jeter read one of his tweets and said his name right. That's awesome. Yeah. Shout out Mike. So yeah. So I I saw he joined Twitter. George's box was in the first 100 followers. um, And then because I got the notification there. And then um, I was in the first like 300 because I switched accounts right over.
3: Does he – wait. He doesn't follow us. No, no, no. no, Just uh, like we followed him. got me. I almost jumped out of my seat there. No. That would be cool.
1: Yeah. So he did that. Then he announced Instagram later. And so I think it makes sense. Like so he's not – he's no longer an owner right? He sold his part of the Marlins so or was in the process of selling it. Um, he's doing Subway commercials, right? Embarrassing. And so, you know, he used to do what? Calvin Klein ads? Calvin oh. Klein, Gillette,
3: Skippy. Yeah. yeah so
1: if you're an owner, you're not doing ads. But if you're not an owner, you've got to make an income. I mean, he doesn't have to, but like, hey, you might as well. Um, So if you think about it, I don't know. Let's see what he, what is he up to in followers in one day? Let's see. So he waits
3: 800,000
1: forever joins this sleep deprived father of three amazing girls. I didn't know he had three. I thought he only had two. Me too. 161,000. Right. It's early. He's going to have, especially if he puts out some of, you know, puts out some interesting content and stuff. And there was like a couple of things where he's like, you know, Kind of roasting people a little bit, um, or you know, I have run out of excuses, making fun of himself, whatever the case may be. Um, he, he retweeted a Rod, which I found interesting. I love because
3: well, a Rod welcomed him to the app or something, right? Yeah,
1: welcome to Twitter, Captain. Hashtag two. What and did he, Jeter say to that? He just he retweeted it. Oh, okay, just now that's it. not. I mean, again, Derek Jeter is not sending any of these tweets. OK, I think we all have to agree on that. But if he gets into some some decent content, he's going to get a big following. And so when you think about it, it's like, all right, well, here's the price tag to get me. This is something Kevin Hart. I remember ran into when Kevin Hart started getting movies. He'd go he'd do the movie and the, I think it was Kevin Hart. I might be wrong. I think it was Kevin Hart. So he'd do a movie and then, you know, it go to come out and they were like, hey, so, uh, yeah, so can you just tweet this? He's like, that's gonna be a million dollars, and they're like, what do you mean? And he's like, you paid me to act in the movie. It says I have to go to the media tour and all that stuff. It doesn't say anything about my my owned media. You know, just because I have a TV show doesn't mean I have to say uh, talk about on that like, my talk show that I was in this movie or whatever. So it only increases his value. Like he'll have a million followers by the end of the week. He could get up to, you know, a few million. Um and, and you know, part of it'll depend on the content. And that just adds to his price tag.
3: I also think it's gotta have something to do with the players' tribune, too. I'm sure sh- there, there's gotta be an end game here more than like I think he has a specific project in mind and not just Make a little more money like I'm sure I'm sure we're going to hear in the next couple of months about some new project that he's undertaking because he's always like starting something new. I feel like since he's retired, the publishing company, the Players Tribune, the Marlins thing, it's almost like he's got ADD of like projects.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you're trying he's trying to find that next career. Yeah. And, you know, I having millions of followers, if you have the self-control to not be in there mixing it up with people every day. There's no doubt. There's no negative to that. And I don't
3: think he's touching a phone. No, me neither. Do you think he comes back to work for the Yankees in any kind of advisory, consultant, whatever capacity?
1: So I think, you know, we've talked about it. Like, it seems like he's coming back to the family. They're doing the Hall of Fame day for him. He's, you know, the year, you know, I think he needed at least a year away from the, um, you know, from the Marlins. I'm really curious what happened. Like, I know Cashman's contracts coming up. The Jeter is not; he shouldn't be like the GM of the Yankees. No, no, I don't. But if he's like a special advisor, he's working with Cashman. Um, you know, you bring him into the fold. But I think the thing is that like he wants ownership. Would yeah. Hal ever say, "You had one percent of the Marlins. I'll give you one percent of the Yankees lifetime contract." You're, you know, you're always here. And then now you've got Jeter in the mix helping recruit players, free agents, you That's know. That's where I think he'd be valuable, recruiting. Yeah. I think he can evaluate, guy, like on top of recruiting, also he can look at how guys play and, you know, look, look at some of those, the smaller things of how's a guy get out of the box? What's the, you know, the hustle? Like Ron Washington story of the Yankees are down by like 10 against the A's and he's still the fastest person out of the box. Um, you know, things like that. And, you know, he can go out to dinner with a guy and probably come away with like this guy can do
3: New York or can't do New York. That that would be big. I didn't even think of that. The whole New York thing because nobody knows it and gets it better than him. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, hey, being on Twitter helps you know the like new world of doing it. And at the point of time that we're in, let's say a free like I'm twenty nine, a free agent that hits the market and is twenty nine that we want, if they're my age, they probably grew up not maybe not idolizing if they weren't a Yankee fan, but like he he was
1: probably one of their the He was the face of baseball. He yeah. was the face of the sport for a long perfect time. time.
3: It's perfect timing for yeah. recruiting.
1: Yes. Yeah, because he's not like old man yelling at the clouds now, like some of the some of these guys. Um. Yeah, I think you know, but it'd have to make sense for him. I don't see him, you know, like in Miami. I think he was going to the office every day to get him to come back to New York and go go to the office every day. I don't know what that's going to look like, Um, but I hope they do bring him in in some kind of official, like, hey, let's have you know, let's have a W four between the two of us. You know, you're getting paid,
3: and for a guy Hal who's gotten a lot of wrath from from fans for being cheap or whatever, it is a free PR hit. Like even you know he might not want to give him that one percent, but it is a free PR bump to to bring Jeter and everybody will love it. Nobody's going to complain about it. Yeah, and you even if keep that in his back pocket, like you know, it's not like hey, you come in and we're going to pay you half a million dollars a year and
1: the one percent, um, you know, you get one percent of the company. It could be like a thing that like vests over time. Like hey, you got it. You were out of the Marlins like pretty quick. I think that goes you know on both sides. You know maybe he didn't handle himself as perfectly as they want. They didn't spend the way he wanted. I'm sure there's blame both ways. Um, so, like, yeah, you know, make it like a five-year vesting, like a regular, you know, job. They also have old-timers day
3: coming up. I, I doubt he's going to I don't I mean, think he, he ever play. wears pinstripes again. You don't think he play? I don't think, think like he ten, ever wi- – I think maybe in, like, ten years they could get him. I don't think
1: Derek Jeter ever puts on a full Yankees uniform again because Derek Jeter can – not go out there and be Derek Jeter right now he's physically not able to do that and I don't think he wants anybody
3: to see him not being able to do that that's what they said about uh Joe DiMaggio like why he retired at 35 36 because he's like I don't if people can't see me at my best I don't want them to see me at all basically
1: yeah and it's just like all right you know hey he's staying in shape he's playing golf or whatever but I don't know and, and maybe I have Jeter all wrong but he strikes me as a guy who like I don't know if there's a – you know, someone hits a ground ball that he can't get to in old-timers day
3: that doesn't really matter. Then it's like, oh, well, look, just like the old days, can't get to the ball. And he clearly bo- – it clearly bothers him, those jokes. I mean they bother me. How could they not bother yeah, him?
1: Yeah, he has nothing He has nothing to gain by playing in old-timers day whereas like, you know, Johnny Damon thought he was playing for a contract. Matsui, like I could forget about Matsui tomorrow but, hey, comes in,
3: hits a home run. Nick Swisher needs to hit a home run. Tino, let's hit a home run, you know? I remember we talked about how going to Derek Jeter Hall of Fame Day is one of those things that sounds awesome but would actually suck. And I don't know if this is a hot take. I throw old-timers day right in there. I remember the first time I went, I was so excited. Like, oh, going to see Yogi. Going to see Reggie Jackson. They play – it's always on a Sunday where it's 100 degrees. Yep. You're sweating balls. They play the first game. I think it start the old timers game starts at eleven, so I don't know. You get there at like ten thirty, and end, and then the real game starts at two. So you end up baking in the sun for I don't know seven or eight hours, and the old timers game itself is fucking boring. Like it is not fun.
1: Yeah, you can't re-enter. You're spending a shit ton of money. There's like there's this lull in between. Um, it's just yeah. I, I plus I always liked for me is um. I liked when Paul O'Neill was mic'd up in the outfield. Like that was always fun. You know, I even said I tweeted a couple of weeks ago, uh, Mabin and Beltron like were giving Michael Kay a hard time. And like that's a sign things are getting better in the booth. Because that's how Cohn and O'Neill started too. But yeah, he'd be out there like playing in the game, mic'd up. Cone
3: would be miked up. I want to see that at home. I do too. They are they are marketing the shit out of that book. Paul O'Neill's book. It's all anybody ever talks about. I don't know if you saw this. He was going to go on uh, the fan, the radio station to promote it. Did you see this? And yeah, he was on they, the Zoom. But he said he said before the interview it was with Tiki and Tierney, um, and he said I'm not I'm not answering any Josh Donaldson questions. It was like the day after the uh, whole incident with Tim Anderson, and then the fan like canceled canceled yeah, his interview like, as he was on hold.
1: Tierney, like yeah, he was on the Zoom. They got like a note on the. You know, on the computers there, they can get you notes. And I guess like his PR were like, hey, by the way, he's not going to talk about this. And Tierney was like, hey, he's on the Zoom. I can see him like I'm looking at him. If he's not going to talk about like the biggest thing going on, then we're not going to have him on. And, you know, I think there was a little back and forth on the computer of like trying to get them. And he was just like, we're just not going to do it. And, you know, I get it. Like, oh, maybe it's been talked about too much. It's a sensitive subject. O'Neill is a big Trump guy. He's unvaccinated. So, like, everyone assumes that he probably has, like, a racist take or whatever. Florida guy. I don't think is necessarily the case. I think like he may have just, like, not wanted to talk about it. Uh, But I also think, like, if, like, hey, here's the thing we want to talk about. You want to promote your book on our show. This is what we're going to want to talk about. You want to talk about it? You throw that at us
3: the last second. Fine. We're just, you know, we're not doing it. And his, with his announcing right now, the whole vaccinate, I don't follow this as, as closely as you do. But does he he can go on site at any stadium that's not Yankee Stadium, right? No. Yes. It's yes. Company policy. So he can't go. Any, so he's doing it all. He, remote. He's doing he's all remote. God, that's got to suck.
1: Yeah. Which so it's all remote. Um. I don't know. So I guess like. In theory, so then, then it comes down to like, I don't know what happens with Old Timers Day.
3: Um, well, he's that, got his own day, not even Old time. He's got so the his number. Yeah.
1: There was a thing when, before New York lifted the mandate, it was he can't go to his own day. Or when he does it, the players can't be on the field. <laughs> the players have to be inside. So I think there's still like some, f- you know, funny business um you know hopefully more gets figured out i think i I don't know where the numbers are now i keep running into a lot of people who've had who are getting covid but it's all like very i am vaccinated i'm just sick for a couple days
3: yeah and it's funny you mentioned that so usually when i go to games it's you know train to penn station and then and then the subway the four or the d or whatever to the stadium i think with covid i think i'm gonna uber from penn station to the bronx so how long do you think that'll take me at Penn Station to the Bronx. Penn Station to Yankee Stadium. It says it's eleven miles and like twenty nine minutes, you know, with no traffic. So what do you think? An hour? On a Friday? Yeah, like this is like the worst time to do it, I know. I'm gonna be honest. Like, that's just it's a bad idea. Just get on the
1: D. It's right there at Penn (laughs) Station. You got a mask with you, right? Yeah, I can bring one. You bring a mask, you bring a paper mask, you throw it on so you feel better. You'll be drunk on the way back, you won't think about it. That's true, the second part. I mean, do you think like the odds
3: uh, – I mean it, it's a similar risk like getting a, in a cab. I just feel like it's stupid because it's lit- – I mean that is like if you're trying to get COVID, you go into the New York subway. Like it just seems like it, eh, it pushing it a little.
1: Maybe. But it's a summer Friday. There's not as much going on on the trains. There's more traffic out of so you towners.
3: think it will take more than an hour to get from – To
1: get from Penn Station? I mean if you walk out of Penn Station, now you're on what? Eighth Avenue. You get maybe they could go way. up the West Side Highway – and then, like, they're looping around the tip of Manhattan and get you over. But you'll spend – I mean, we've driven the games. You spend a half hour going that last mile.
3: Right. No, I know.
1: I guess I could get out. You'll end up – yeah, you're Close. just trying to get to the bridge that you can walk over
3: from Manhattan. <laughs> right. Right. No, but I, I mean, like, if it's going to take – like, I, I don't really mind the time. I'm, I'm going to have time as long as I get there before, before first pitch. But now you're banking on – that you're gonna get. So, are you gonna Uber or cab? Either I don't. Either one's fine. I mean, whatever. You cab to is
1: always a crapshoot of like if there's even air conditioning. Right. Oh, it's gonna be hot. Yeah. So you'd have to Uber. Yeah. At least you get an estimate.
3: Yeah, so. I'll 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 look at it and then. But I think leaving. So when you leave the games, you probably see this like the guys holding up the signs. Yeah. Like who needs a ride? They're not like Uber drivers. They're just independent guys. What do you think they charge to go to?
1: Uh, Uh, to go to Penn Station, 100, 150. I would do that when I was, I live on the Upper East Side. I'd pay like 75 bucks to take me what was like a $6 Uber. If I was there for a work thing, I'd be like, yeah, here, here's my card. Ah, look like a badass. No, it's just like, Hey, I got to get home. Like I'm not waiting around. I'm here on someone else's time. I forgot that Greg Bird is in the minor leagues, is in AAA. Like I just saw the yes. the Rail Riders lineup came, is came up on my Twitter feed, and I was like, oh yeah, we have
3: him. We have Derek Dietrich still. I didn't know that oh, the Jack the Jacks guy that juggles the uh the yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. Greg Bird, I and mean, he's behind. I mean, he's definitely behind Matt Carpenter on the uh, on the depth chart. Clearly, yeah. Well, Matt Carpenter's in the major leagues. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> if you're in AAA, you're behind him. I'm going to see pissed if I see Greg Bird's face and wearing Major League pinstripes this year.
1: If Greg Bird is wearing pinstripes this year, I mean, it's similar, you know, to us saying, like, hey, and is getting positive time. Like, we're definitely in, like, fourth place then.
3: Oh, yeah, no. Season's over. If if Greg Bird is called up at any point, I,
1: I think the season's
3: over. Yeah. Unless it's – yeah. Well, we'd have to have a big lead. Huge yeah. lead. I think we have a new – dude, I don't think there's a platoon anymore. I think Trevino's a starting catcher. Like, I think this – yeah. Tune things kind of over. H- Higgy, it's, dude, he had that monster spring training. He had like six homers. Everyone was, you know, Higgy's year and he just didn't do anything. Since. I also, so I never thought Higgy's, I mean, he had all his home runs and spring training. So we're just having
1: fun, but I never was like, Oh, Higgy should be our star. Like Higgy is a great backup catcher. Let him play once, twice a week. He'll find you 12 to 15 home runs in a year. He'll find you like 10 to 12 home runs realistically. Um, and he'll frame some great
3: pitches. But if you put him out there six days, yeah, you're gonna get. It's not gonna be good. It's crazy how low the bar is for catchers. Like we're just like, all right, can you hit 220? And like none of them can do it. And Higgy hits 140. It's like, god damn, can you
1: just do the thing that is the title of the job? Can you just catch the ball? Is
3: what we're looking for. Yeah, so. there's no offensive. There's no offensive expectation. Do you think they uh, take two out of three from LA? I really like us too. I
1: think I think we can. Um, you know, I, I think this is a, when you, you know, you, uh, we lost the series against the white Sox, you win against the Orioles, you split against the Rays. You, if you go out there and you lose another series, yes, you've got Detroit on the other side to hopefully get right. But at the same time, there's definitely concern, you know, you start to worry, like, are people going to start to catch up with us?
3: Oh yeah, for sure, and especially I mean, we really had a chance. So we're five up on the Rays. They they could have easily swept, man. Easily, they could easily be seven up right now, and we'd be like, you know, jumping for joy.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it would have been fucking sick.
3: <laughs> and I plus, feel- no, we'd be we'd be nine up if we had won those two. That shows you how good I am at math. What did you think of that punk on the? Uh, Was it Tyler Walls? Taylor Walls? talking all that shit. What'd you think of that? Yeah, I don't give a shit about that. Like
1: I, I saw people people on Twitter just look to get fucking mad about shit and it's like, oh, we're mad about that. Yesterday people were mad about what David Samson saying the that- easy pitching. The guy from the M- old Marlins GM that you got mad about when he was like the Yankees really oh, need yeah, to go get yeah, an ace. So yeah, like who gives who a fuck? Some guy who is bad it. at running a baseball team said something. Who gives a shit? Good. Our pitching sucks. Tell everyone to scream that from the fucking mountaintops about how bad we are. I don't give a shit. The guys are going to go out there and play.
3: Same shit over and over. I don't give a fuck what they
1: say. I don't give a fuck what they say. I care about what the guys wearing the pinstripes go out there and actually do. You can. It's all hearsay. If you if you want to like rumor about oh they need to get pitching. But here's the thing: if anyone ever says the Yankees need to get more pitching, I'm all for that. You can never have enough pitching.
3: See, I need to get where you are, like emotionally, with that. Just be happy with what the team's doing and not what other people are saying. Yeah, I can't I worry irritated. about
1: like, yeah, I can't worry about like what some guy is saying in his home office. The same way no one should get upset about the shit that I'm saying in my home office. <laughs> the only difference is my stepdad. Okay, I don't have one. Never owned a Marlins, so I didn't get to run the team. But like, if anybody think of like anyone you know in your life, if they had a stepdad who owned a baseball team, who would weasel their way into running that team? Me. <laughs> yeah. Now you'd figure out a way. Yeah, dude, I'm the Lex Luger of the world. You know, I had a whole career on potential.
3: Um, is that all we got? I think that's yeah. I think we uh, I think we hit everything. I'm excited for for Friday night. I'll be in. Uh, I think it's two thirty three A. If anybody's going down or wants to buy a Judge bobblehead off me, yeah, me dude. Up. If someone wants a
1: Judge bobblehead, you might be able to. If someone's going to go to the stadium. And you're committed to being in because you're a first pitch guy. Mm-hmm. Like someone could just say, yeah, I'll buy you two beers. I'm going to stay at Billy's till the second inning. Yeah. Like, yeah. And Kirby NYY on Twitter. You could make a deal. Slide I'm open for business.
3: I'm open for business. Tweet, DM, whatever. All right.
1: I know you don't like this stuff. but I'm re-
3: Oh, I, I did have a, a quick thing. Okay.
1: Jeter. Yeah. If Derek Jeter say a week before Father's Day said i'm doing cameos i'm gonna do they're a thousand dollars each for me to make a cameo i think he easily gets a thousand of those right yes like easily picks up a million dollars wow yeah what? Uh, thousands a lot a thousand he's Derek cheater, and he's just on if he's like this is the only time i'm doing this you get one of that
3: first. Yeah, I guess you get enough rich people from like Connecticut and Long Island that would probably do it. I, I guess. Uh, so, second question.
1: You and Jamie just got married. You know, you got to balance a budget. We all have to. If she got you a Derek Jeter cameo, what is the price point, the highest
3: price point that you're like, this is fucking cool? And you're not like, what the fuck? Uh, like anything more than a couple of hundred, I think, would be stupid. Like, I'm I'd rather her buy me tickets to see the team play. Like OK, like I like that's, a, And I'm kind of the same way, like with like autographs. Like I remember me and my dad were in a card shop once and it was like a Jason Giambi signed ball. And I was like, oh, dad, like, can you buy this? He's like, well, I'd rather just buy tickets so we can go see him play in action. Like and I've always just kind of grown yeah, up. Yeah, no, that, with makes that sense. mindset. I'm not a huge. But like I know people are into the into the cameo thing. I think I think he would do really well. How many what would your price be for that?
1: Oh, I don't really care. Yeah, like if it was gonna be like, oh, hey, I could spend five hundred dollars at a cameo or five hundred dollars to get us two six seats to a game. I'd rather go to right. the game. Right, right, yeah. right. Exactly.
3: Yeah. I think a thousand's a lot. I think I think you would get more if he did like five hundred. Oh yeah,
1: I mean he obviously would. But like then you're also now you're making two thousand cameos
3: instead of doing making the same amount of money to only you're do a thousand. Right. From his perspective, and stuff isn't Tyler Wade on there for like fifteen bucks, or probably twenty bucks or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like there are certain
1: there are like online like content creators who do it, who it's like, yo, that totally makes sense. Like I totally get that. That's part of the hustle. But there's like you know I don't know. You're on a
3: major league baseball team.
1: Have some pride.
3: The reason I discovered cameo, there was a kid who I went to high school with who just posted it on Facebook, and it was Calvin Johnson. The football player like wishing him a happy birthday and me and all my friends were sending it around and it's like how does this kid know calvin johnson like this is the coolest thing ever like man i didn't realize this kid was that cool and then it was like and then we learned how he did it and what cameo was and it just kind of t- it takes all the fun out of it when you're paying for it
1: all right do you know do you watch curb your enthusiasm of course all right so Susie from curb your enthusiasm yeah, yeah. seven hundred and fifty dollars to do a cameo jeter's getting what? a
3: thousand easy i would Keep Going, I would think if, if Susie's getting 750, I'd thirteen hundred. 1250, 1300. Now, also for like some of these people who are like you know,
1: actually like you know, real celebrities versus you know, some of the people who maybe we see or guys like um, the guy from The Office, um, Brian Baumgartner, Brum- who's doing yeah. like 225, but like he's not getting other acting gigs, you know, he's fucking Kevin from The Office. Um, but yeah, I think. Jeter
3: really could the make Susie one's probably just middle-aged men who want to be yelled at. Like,
1: yeah, or she's got it at that price because she's like, I only want to do, like, fucking 20 of these a
3: year. Right, right. It's, it's less worth it. You, know, yeah. you don't want to do You want to charge lot. the highest and get the most most bang for your buck. I, I didn't even think of it. Jerome Bettis is $500. Derek Jeter is more than
1: fucking Jerome Bettis. Mariano's
3: on there, isn't he? I think Mariano's on there.
1: Let's it? see. Let me just type in Yankees and see who we yeah. got. New York Yankees. Aaron Boone's on here? Oh, you got to get fired tomorrow. 200 bucks what's Boone charging oh let's see i'm just going through who they gave me oh uh ivan nova's on here for 20 bucks jason <laughs> giambi's 95 bucks see that's that's a decent deal the thumbs down guy is 25 bucks no way nancy newman's only 20 dave forgetty 60 bucks gary sheffield 700 dollars. yeah jeter is easy a thousand brian john, hoke giant john Flaherty 40 bucks aaron boone's 305 dollars and he responds quick. He's got the lightning bolt next to him. Reggie Jackson, $295. That's too much. Brian
3: Cashman's on here. I've seen that. My buddy did uh, Brian Cashman for one of his uh, college friends. It doesn't say how much Hoke is. Oh, he's not taking any requests. Yeah. B- busy guy.
1: I mean, who knows? Maybe some of these guys do it for like charity.
3: I, I doubt most of them are. Cashman Wait, what did you say looks, Cashman is? 225
1: 225 for personal use. 2500 if you want him to like, say something about your business. <laughs> All right, not on here. I think we're good here, right? Yeah, yeah, I think we're good. That's Clemens fun. is five hundred. All right, so I'm just gonna do uh, Mariano seven fifty. All right, so I know you don't like to uh, to get into this stuff, so I'll just do it myself. Um, last week, terrible shooting in Texas. If you don't want to hear politics, I mean, you could turn it off uh, now. I don't think this is a political thing. I'm just urging everybody. Everybody, everybody, everybody! I've been doing it myself. My wife has been doing it. Uh, if you want to see change, you cannot stop doing this. We cannot. I'm a father, so that's why maybe this hits me more than it used to. We cannot continue to let kids be at risk in schools. The solution is not just having one door. Because what if it's on fire? What if they, what if they just set up at the door? There is no reason why an everyday person needs to have an automatic rifle no one needs an ar-15 in their house no one is coming to break into your house like that i think there's a very popular idea that democrats are trying to take everybody's guns and and melt them down and then the criminals can just get you that is not what is going on you want a shotgun you want a handgun you want a rifle for hunting that makes sense you should have that 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 is the second amendment right personally i'm not a gun guy but I think it's a pretty simple compromise. You have handguns, you have a shotgun, you have home protection things. AR-15s, some of these people who post the pictures are like, hey, I got 40 guns and you know, I'm ready. The government's not coming to take your fucking guns. They're not coming to take your land. They're not coming to take your house. Instead of just voting for Democrats or just voting for Republicans, reach out to your congresspeople. Research the people who actually are doing the things that you want them to do. Let them know that you want... Sensible gun laws. You want legal marijuana. Like these are just things that 80% of us want, 75% of us want, but we're voting 50 50 just to be assholes because we believe that, you know, they want to give everything to billionaires. You know, the, the other side, Democrats are raping children nonstop. Like none of that shit's happening. Just common sense, common sense gun laws, common sense marijuana laws. Common sense taxation. Maybe people should be able to have homes. That's all it is. So that is my soapbox of just if we stop talking about it, more kids are going to get shot. More kids are going to go to school and not come home. I don't want it to be my kids. I don't want it to be your kids. I don't want it to be anyone's kids. Maybe Ted Cruz, not his kids. Maybe Ted Cruz, though. It's a real piece of shit. Um,
3: I'm kidding. Secret service. I agree with all that, by the way. I know I don't always get political, but yeah, I agree. I
1: don't want to put, I know you agree with it. I just, you know, um, so yeah. So just fucking, just do some research. Primaries are going on. Uh, it's in Jersey in like two weeks, but then general elections don't matter about the letter next to their name. The R, the D, whatever it is. I voted Republican before. I voted Democrat before. Uh, I hope you'll do the same. Just do the research into what these people actually stand for. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what they want. They're interviewing for a job to do the things that we tell them to do and find people who you can hold accountable for that. You can follow Nick on Twitter at, at Kirby, N-Y-Y. NYY. Damn,
3: you had it ready. All right.
1: Uh, yeah, I was, just, I was just flowing through it. Uh, follow me at JJ from the Bronx. Uh, follow the show at George's Box Pod. Nick will be there on Friday if you're trying to buy a bobblehead. Uh, we'll be there the following Saturday. Uh, stay safe out there. Protect your kids. Love your family. We'll see you at the parade.